and, and they always like, say that the uh, the mail-in vote always leads left. Yeah, especially this year. I was gonna yeah. say, especially this year. And, yeah, and especially the fact that so so that was the whole part of the whole plan. They said that yep. they didn't want their constituency to vote by mail, right? They they right. they encourage them to go on election day and vote and the in person. Was. And then the in the playbook was to stop the mail in votes by shutting down all the U.S. Postal Services services. Mm-hmm. And First, appointing the dude. That yeah, was the joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Fun shutting down the, the sorting machines and all of that shit. Yep. Crazy. Crazy! It's a partial coup. It's an co- attempted coup. Partial capacity on sorting and accepting mailman ballots. Yeah, and all you need is a couple stories about a wayward postman dumping. And then saying, "Yeah, exactly, exactly." And that, and we've seen those. And then they had like polling sta- or, or drop off stations that were you had people who had to drive an hour. Yeah, reduced to one per county per county, and people had to drive like all, up to an hour to drop it off. It's and the crazy. and the interesting thing is, all you hear is. Democrats like to cheat. <laughs> well, anything they accuse you know? the other side of is what they are guilty of doing. That's mm-hmm. my mantra. That's been my mantra. And the worst part is, I don't even go to bat for Democrats like this, but like they're forcing my hand. Well, you you see, and you know, we could talk about this. Um, well, we might as well get started, right? Peace Kings. Peace. Kings. Oh, Peace Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Action. We have Ooh. intro music. Oh, oh we have it. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. What I was saying is, on top of that, you see how AOC is coming after Democrats now because she feels like they're resting on their laurels. Oh, we're back to normal. And yep. you see, Joe Biden gave the speech about you know conciliation and mm-hmm. a reconciliation and mm-hmm. and you know trying try to trying come, come together, together and all of that stuff. And she's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's not what won you this election. That's not right. what won the people who are in. The, the Congress, the election, the re their re-elections. Mm-hmm. And so she's uh she's kinda getting after it army saying Army of one. What's that? <laughs> she's like the army of one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, army of a couple, but she's saying, listen, this is this is why people who stayed in the middle, she got off the Claire McCaskill. You heard that? Mm. She no, I didn't like, hear what she said. She says something to the effect of I don't understand why a woman who lost her um, re-election campaign is giving advice on people on how to do re-election campaign, and that's facts. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> but I love AOC Stings a little bit. Yeah. I love AOC because she's going to be the force, and her team of five that's with her. She's going to be the force that's going to make sure the Democratic Party doesn't forget how, how they got in the White House. Yeah, she's the person who's going to hold their feet to the fire, I think. And that's what we need to do. Because I'm gonna be real. Come on now, if you can't see that black folks are the reason why. Biden won. I'm talking about whether it be his primary all the way up to his election. All these places that they were waiting for these votes to come in were in black communities. Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, and the outskirts and the suburbs of those metropolitan urban cities. Come on, that's black folks. Well, I mean, we saw it with the primaries too, right? Because he lost the first few primaries pretty badly. Right. And then he went down to South Carolina where that congressman what was his name uh uh uh, Clyburn yes congressman Clyburn stumped for him and he won South Carolina and then he went on to kill on Super Tuesday yeah so you're right I think not only did black folks come out for him but black representatives came out for him well I don't know you know why they came out for him why they stumped for him over some of the other candidates but you could see that clearly not only in 
the general, and it, it was also in the primary before that. Right. And I think the reason why most black folks who supported Biden did was because they saw him as a loyal uh, vice president to Obama. Yeah. And I mean, I think he would have been able to ride the coattails of Obama in the, in the last election cycle, general election cycle. Yeah. But he was still riding 2016, it. Sorry. Right. 2016. But he was still riding it now. And, yeah. and for a lot of black folks, they, they that's why they were riding with Joe, Bri- Joe Biden. They felt like he he was riding with Obama when he was in office. Mm-hmm. And, and that's cool. But my point is um, what, what AOC is saying. Democratic Party, I don't care if you hear Joe Biden talking about this reconciliation or let's move to the center, because that's what I'm hearing a lot of people say, that he won because he distinguished yeah, himself. Yeah, he distinguished himself from the other candidates and he's more of a centrist Democrat. No, that's yeah. not why he won. Yeah. He won because black folks came out and voted for him. And the reason why black folks came out and voted for him in the ways they did is because they saw that he was a loyal vice president to Obama. I'm going to go even one step further. I'm going to say it was a reverse of 2016. I don't think they were really for him as much as they were just against Trump. Yeah, I would. That's I think that's (laughs) to tell you the truth. You hit the nail on the head. They were not voting for Joe Biden. I don't think. Right. They were voting against Trump. I get that. But I think. I think that had we let's say I think we would have been in a similar situation. Let's say if uh, Warren was the nominee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I think because he, she's a centrist like him. You no, think? no, Warren's not a centrist. W- w- what do you, what do you mean by similar situation? Uh, we would have been in a similar situation to Hillary Clinton. Oh, I mean, okay. I thought Clinton. you meant by Joe. I uh, think similar situation. I think to Joe. the fact that this was a white man, he was able to purge some of the white male vote. Well, he did. That's what yeah, won yeah. him Pennsylvania. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. won him Wisconsin. That's what right, won right, him right. Michigan. But I'm saying that, and then black folks. So, for instance, black folks turnout for Joe Biden, I believe, was because, yeah, there was, of course, we we wanted to get Trump out of there. But a lot of black folks said Joe Biden was a good vice president to the first black president. Let's show him love. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just saying that that's what I think had it have been Elizabeth Warren, not Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders would have won. But if we would have had like Elizabeth Warren or Buttigieg. Buttigieg I think we would have seen, I don't know if black folks would have turned out like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and in the, in, in percentage mm-hmm. and in numbers and, in, in, right. in, in net numbers, it, it wouldn't have held our interest. I'm saying right. what got black right. folks interested, was of course, was the key. hate of Trump, but also we remember right. Biden. That, that, that spirit was right. out there. Right. We remember how right. Joe Biden right. was when president, when, when Barack Obama was president. But this, What's happening now, post-election, man? This is the fireworks. It's some crazy stuff. Cause <laughs> don't look away. Because y'all, president, won't concede. Well, I don't. You know, you don't got to concede, and I don't think anybody was was gonna expect him to be conciliatory and say, you know, congratulations, you won a hard one, fi- one fight. Uh, you're the next president. You know, I don't think anybody was thinking that, right? So we knew that this was gonna happen. I think between now and January what twentieth. Mm-hmm. Yep. When he's actually sworn in, days I think. Yeah, that's when that's going to be the test, right? What yeah. what's what's President Trump going to do between now and then? And yeah. then when we get to that day, what's going to happen? And when I say concede, like I, of course I didn't expect him to say I concede. Yeah, but his behavior, I'm saying, he is not following through with the transition, the smooth transition of power that America as a nation 
says this is what distinguishes us from other nations is that we have this smooth transition of power from one president to the next. Well, well we knew that. Yeah, you, I think we knew that was going to happen. You know what the too? difference is? You know what the difference is? Um, usually, um, a candidate will accept the media's um, projection. The media's projection. So, even in 2000 with um, Bush and Gore, with the, the final tally being uh, scrutinized, mm-hmm. they had already began the process. They had already accepted that the media projections were going to be accurate as they've been, you know, year after year after year. But this president has... You know, he has it out for the media and thinks that the media has it out for him. So he's he's not going to accept the media's projections. Well, he's going to wait until his, it's actually certified his, by his, the states. His own media corporation, i.e. Fox, mm-hmm. called the election for Joe Biden. Right. They said they even, I mean. Arizona, that's when he got pissed. Right. When Arizona no, got called. Fox called it. And yeah. Fox or any news station did, yeah. But even so. That pissed in, on their election. In, the, in the days after the Which call. Which was a super spreader event, by the way. In the days after the call <laughs> of Arizona. In the days after the call of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Fox News even cut off Trump's own press secretary. Whoever was giving, yeah. you know, interviews, uh-huh. he was cutting them off because they were saying, "Listen, he, Joe Biden won. Yeah. It's the end. It what you're saying. I can't. We can't. We can't rock with that." Right. Fox News was saying that they couldn't rock with it. So I'm saying, if Fox News is saying that, which is by some people's estimation, uh, the media arm Propaganda of, of the, the of the right wing of the yeah. Republican Party, yeah. If they're saying that, then, you know, there's it's legitimate. It's got to be legitimate. It's legit. And it's legit to us. But the process doesn't depend on the media's projections. It, it the, the process itself stems off the state certifying. No, agreed. Yes. Yeah, and, yes. That, and that's what he's. And if there are recounts that are going to happen, like I think Wisconsin, there's going to have a recount that the Trump administration has to pay for because it was above a certain threshold, right. but not far enough where the state would pay for it. Right. Right. So Trump is going to have to pay for that. OK. You George know, is going to have fair, fair enough. It's mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. Right. Have a recount. The, per- the the percentages dictate that the recount is not going to change anything. Right. Right. right? Even if most of the votes swing in Trump's direction, it's not going to change the election. The The difference is so, is enough yeah, that right. per, that statistically it's not enough like to change. Five states right. and have them yeah. right. all overturned, which is statistically almost impossible. Whenever there's, so I was listening to, I forgot which one, but one of these states that whoever's in charge of all that election stuff was saying, whenever, every presidential election cycle, there's, if a, if a number is within a certain distance, there's a recount. Yeah. And he says every election you find some numbers that you have to alter because you either missed it on the first go round or it got through. But he said there's never been a situation where you change 10,000 votes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might change they eat like less than 100. Several hundred right? or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's maybe 100. If you do 100, that's like, okay, we missed 100. But right. when you're talking about you got a 10,000 vote lead, you're not going to sway the election. You're yeah. not going to sway. Yeah. Um, so this is where we at, man. And 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 Trump's reaction, I just, you know, he fired on 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 fired the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper. 
So he fires Mark Esper, the Secretary of Defense, and and I know one of the disagreements that they had that came to light was Trump wanted to put troops in these cities during these Black Lives Matter rallies, right? He wanted to put troops uh, in these cities to kind, you know, law and order, right? To basically intimidate protesters in in those demonstrations, and the Secretary of Defense did not agree with that. And I remember he said it in in a speech publicly, like he did not agree with that notion of putting uh, troops in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, isn't that, I, for, I, for some reason, in mm-hmm. my remembrance of my civics education, mm-hmm. isn't that, outside of the National Guard, isn't putting troops Actual on your military. own soil, isn't that yeah. illegal? Yeah. Isn't that against some law or constitutional amendment or something like that isn't that illegal it, it, it is and, it, and there has to be there has to be a certain circumstance yeah i think there was a certain loophole where certain it's possible but none of those conditions were met remember when trump was trying to call out what he called like lawless cities and he yeah. was trying to say that it these certain cities won't receive federal funding because they're seen yeah. i mean it's some kind of loophole that you know, people were saying, well, if Trump needed to or wanted to, he could put troops there. But yeah, but he has to do it. It has to be done in a legal way. Like he has to he has to then you can't just say I'm sending troops. Mm-hmm. To you got to meet some criteria. You got to you got to. Yeah, you got to draft the documents. You got to right. sign everything. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yeah, I'm right just way. saying whatever it was, it got to the point where the, the secretary or now the former secretary of defense had to get on TV and said he did not agree with the president's assessment. He didn't say yeah. is that. Was that after or before the fire? No, this is before the fire. This Way is what before. I believe. Would call, precipitate is, the yeah, fire? this is probably what started it, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm saying he didn't say. It would have been easier for him to say, well, you know, this is illegal, so I'm not even going to address it. But for some reason, he addressed it and he highlighted the fact that he did not agree with that position. Mm-hmm. So as soon as, well, you know, as soon as the election count was over, that's the first, That's that was Trump's response, man. He fired him and then... There's Even some, at that time, Esper is believed to have started drafting his resignation letter because, you know, it, in the Trump circle, if you're not a yes man, then right. you're out of there. And that's what he said in a, in a quote. He said, you know, most of us who are working in this place that are bipartisan, just doing our job, we're working, but we're scared. You know, if, if Trump fires us, people who are going to follow us are just yes men. And then his quote was. If that happens, God help us. Yeah. So he was basically alluding to the fact that Trump just, he'd be wilding sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's codes of ethics in the military too, right? Yeah. They are not supposed to abide by an illegal order, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if, and I don't even know, can, can the president call it that? I know states can call the National Guard. Right. Governors can call up the National Guard for for state emergencies and things of that nature. I'm not sure what the president's power is Mm. in terms of that. But I know that there are protections against being able to occupy your own country, i.e. United States, Mm -hmm. you know, with any military force uh, by edict of the president. So, Mm. you know, he will be breaking some laws. And I think there's a whole chain of command. There may be people who are for what he wants to do, but I think there are is a whole chain of command that may kind of buffer anything that he goes and says, yeah, we're going to you know, do this. And they're like, nah, Mr. President, we can't do that. That's legal. And that's not going to happen. We really control the troops because they go by our say so, right? The generals, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I don't want to spread the, it's good to spread the information so that people are aware. But I don't want to spread the fear that this is something that's 
imminent, right? We 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 have these checks and balances that's worked for the country for however long the country's been around, and they got to work now. We have no choice but to believe that they're going to work this time as well. And listen to this: the guy who he replaced uh, Esper with, his name is Christopher Miller. So Mark Esper had to we be. Went Never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) He had to to be confirmed by the Senate, right? Esper. Yeah. This guy, Christopher Miller, I heard, and I'm trying to find it, but I heard somewhere when he was, Trump tried to tap him. I don't know if it was this job before or some other job. And the Republican-led Senate did not even confirm this guy. Well, if he is appointed in a recess, he does not need to be confirmed. And they're on recess right now. And what I'm saying is- this guy is so dangerous is what the element is. Even the Senate. Even the Republican-led Senate was mm. like, we don't want him in mm. this position. Mm. But now, since Trump can bypass that, yeah. this guy is in this seat. Now. Yeah. Or, so he's or, Now acting, he's in this seat, finishing out this term or he's, whatever. He's the acting uh, Secretary, Secretary of, Defense, of Defense. Probably for the remainder of, of Trump's presidency. But that is- Which is going to end on January 20th. I believe so. I it's hope so. going to end on January 20th. But the fact is, yo, we still got some time and and I'm I'm, I'm concerned. Right. So about, what else can he do? Like yeah. he might want to start a war with maybe another country, right? Because if you get mired in a war, that's one way that a lot of quote-unquote dictators have maintained their power, right? Right up against their uh, you know, the, their term limit. Yeah. They say, "Oh, that you know, we can't we can't change power now. Look at the shit we're in right now." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. And who uh, is on the you know on the table for that? We're talking Iran, right? We see the war that's going on in Eastern Europe. What is it? Azerbaijan. I can't even. Yeah. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. There you go. And mm. and Armenia, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, also there's already been some moves that have happened since uh, the summer that have uh, put us in a pretty pretty bad shape uh, as far as this administration okaying the sale of uh, armed drones of uh, F-35s to Saudi Arabia that a lot have, of military equipment that have gone to other countries they're not supposed to right which is illegal as well right 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 and the 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 White House has just signed off on. Isn't it there the whole? Okay. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it in a while. But isn't there the whole Saudi Arabia Yemen thing going on too? Man, there's so much going on. There's so much going on, as well as um, um, them dropping hints. The news dropping hints that he might also fire Christopher Ray and um, director of the CIA. CIA. Forget yeah. what her name is. Jeez. Oh, I just saw her name too. But yeah, but anybody who and he's. He's calling out. He's threatening politicians who will not come to his aid. Well, okay. this this is the 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 acts of a desperate person. Haspel. Oh, yeah. That's Haspel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haspel. Yeah. Gina. Gina Haspel. Right. Uh, yeah. Damn, this- Gina. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Word, we need some Martin up in here to Yo, regulate. It, it's Damn, crazy, man. man. No, but mm-hmm. it's it, you know I think this is the last throws of a desperate man. I don't mm-hmm. think he has the power that he once had, and I don't think he has the power that he thinks he has. Mm-hmm. Secretary of State, who, who's that dude? Pompeo. I know it's Pompeo, but oh. who is he in terms of power? Like without military, without the Senate, without the people, without this edict, the Constitution, what power does he really have? Right. That's but, what we're going to see on January But when you're 20th. Secretary of State, who is the top diplomat, for instance, when foreign nations look, when your top diplomat says, 
we're going to have a smooth transition of power to Trump's second term, even though Trump lost this election. And that's what Pompeo said. It's yeah, like, yeah. yo, what it makes you think they got something like what they got going on when, when your top diplomat <laughs> says we're going to have a smooth transition of power, not for Biden to become the president, but a smooth transition of power into Trump's second term. It makes you think like we about to undergo some real unprecedented things for the United States. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to go and say it. I think it's a coup attempt. It really is. It is. Hey, when all I will say is this. When this types of stuff happens in other nations, the United States says, oh, what? It, somebody's messing with democracy. But and we're this is what we call it, it right? That's we what I'm call saying. it a coup attempt yeah, when yeah. it happens in other countries. Yes. So why not call it what it is oh, I, in the United States? I agree. I'm just I'm saying if, if another nation was to take the approach that America takes when we see this happen in another nation. Yeah. Another nation swoops in and says, "We'll fix it." Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna democratize. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. bring democracy. We're gonna bring yeah. our military. Yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna acknowledge Biden as the official winner. Yeah. Either that, yeah. or yeah. Trump Depe- is the official. Or depending winner. on who, depending on who it is, depending on who it is. Right. But that, that's. I'm saying all that to say, this is the chickens have come home to roost. Ooh, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That Remember, would never happen here, though. You know that though. What would never happen? Like another country just No, no, no. Our military our military won't allow that to happen. <laughs> what I'm saying it's is It's interesting to think about. Yeah, but, no, no, no. But it's happening yeah, here. Yeah, what I'm anyway. saying is what yeah, we yeah. use to justify going into other nations is to democratize here. them yes. is now happening here. Yes. And yeah, but And how are we gonna I mean, this is the true test of who America is, right? Because it's happening at home now. Yeah. Now how do we address what's happening at home. There's the saying, right? We always judge others off of their actions and ourselves based off our intentions, Mm. right? And so how are we going to react to what's happening at home? Are we going to, you know, put forth the same effort that we do in these other countries that we're saying that can't happen? Are we going to do that here? That's the question. I'm looking for real estate. I think it's going to happen. We're going to fucking do it. I'm looking for real estate in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. But Toronto's nice. No one's going nowhere. No one's going nowhere. I'm glad you're confident, man. I'm just saying this guy is unpredictable, man. Yeah, but my point is, is that he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the generals behind him. He doesn't have even his own secretary of defense. You know, he's got to put in these puppets, but they don't have any. I think when the 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 rubber meets the road, these guys don't really have that kind of power. They're not oh, controlling you, that kind of did power. Did you guys see the other attempt? Um, there was another. There's an additional arm to this coup attempt, and that's uh, Trump had William Barr approve prosecutors. Yep. To go investigate the voter, the allegations of voter fraud, and members from Barr's team resigned, and uh, and a bunch of members resigned as Shaking my in head. um in a protest of that yeah. of that move. Well, that's part of the problem because these dudes who resign are now opening the door for those who will the do yes men bars. to come exactly. in. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but they know it's not it's not them. And the rule of law, they're, they're, they'll, be, they'll be checked. Well, part of it is that the, the, the courts uh, have been batting down these attempts mm-hmm. to say that there's a order from. You, you need proof. You need proof. So, I mean, that is part of the check and the balance that we got going on there, right? So he can't just go in and say, yeah, recount. So what? You, yeah, you send these dudes to do whatever they do. They have no power to force the recount. But I think his team, the, the reason why they were resigning is... 
bar is not acting as an independent AG. Yeah, AG. He's acting like a flunky of Trump. Well, and then, he's been doing that. Yeah, he's been doing that. He's his, acting as his, his fixer. Whole, his whole tryout was that letter he wrote in, in, the, in the paper yeah, about exactly. how the president has unlimited powers. Exactly. And, yeah. exactly. and he can that, never that was the memo, be prosecuted. Right? That was the memo. What, was that the one you're talking about with Nixon? That, that's Barr's... That's Barr's that was Barr's jo- um, job. I thought was he was Bob the AG for Nixon out. too, was or wasn't that he? when he was confirmation? Yes, when, that, that was that was what that's what they used. That's why Trump selected him because he wrote this paper based on saying that it was a memo. Yeah, that's what that's the precedent. Preci- right, yeah, that was the precedent powers. that said not only that the president has unchecked powers, but the president cannot be prosecuted while go. in office. While right? in office, right? I thought that was during the Nixon administration because wasn't he the AG or wasn't he some high level cabinet member during the Nixon administration? He was, but he wrote he this wrote letter about Trump. He wrote another specifically one specifically on Trump. Because I thought, all right, I thought I heard yeah. that this was written way back when, also. Yeah, but he that wrote money. that posi- he wrote that position about Nixon. Yeah, he wrote the same sort of deal. But then for Trump's when he when the job came up, yeah, that's the letter he penned. Yeah, as a why as an did, so, so let me let me let me back up out of this detailed discussion that we're having to <clears> ask <throat> the question: What's the end game of trying to accumulate all this power? Trump, let me tell you what it is for Trump. This man is a narcissist. And I think on some level to be president, you got to have a little bit of narcissism in you. I mean, I I think you got to have an ego in you to say, I think I can be the president. I say so. I'm not saying it's bad to have an ego. It should be checked. In some, but Trump is a narcissist. Here's where I think Trump is upset. He's upset that he's going to be a one term president that people didn't like him that they didn't vote him back in because yeah, they that didn't he, like him yeah he didn't do as good as a job that he believed he did or yeah. that he thought he should do right. and he doesn't want to go down as a one-term president because historically a one-term president means you know you ain't you ain't have the people's trust enough to come back not only that but i also think because he's narcissistic and racist i think it bugs him that Obama was a two-term <laughs> president. Yeah. If you look at how Trump did his yeah, presidency, governed, yeah. if he how he governed, he was always bringing Barack Obama's name back into it and stuff like that, and really just reversing whatever President Obama did. And I think it bo- is bothering him that he is not going to be a two-term. I think a man who's ego is like that that's what's bothering him more than anything else that he lost and he doesn't know this is sore loser to the max he does not know how to accept defeat he would have rather resigned than have an election come out and say you lost you're a loser yeah no i I just can't understand that mentality whatsoever i'm it's just it's just foreign to me i've never been a sore loser so i can't understand how people can be that sort of a loser, especially when the stakes are so high. Well, you got to like, see with him. This whole time, he's like, you know, Biden's the worst candidate to his people. Yeah. Biden's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst candidate yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, imagine, Joe. Yeah. imagine if I lose to this guy. What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah, I saw that. You know I saw I mean? that. Who, who am I if who I lose I? to this am guy? I? So that's yeah. now his 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 crisis right yeah. now. He's yeah. trying to figure it's out. It's existential who, in nature. Who because, is he? Because he doesn't know who he is. 
given that he's lost to this dude who he said is so unfit for the job. So what does that make him if exactly. he lost him? Yeah, no, that's a good point, man. No, that's it. It's his ego, man. It's his ego. He can't handle the fact that he lost, man. And so uh, those are the people that we need to check, yeah. right? We can't, we can't vote people like that into power. I mean, so so there's this whole study or set of studies that say people who are narcissistic people who are sociopathic are the ones who are most successful in these high positions of leadership because you have to have that in order to be successful i'm thinking on some level right but like how i mean do i don't know it's a hard question do we want somebody like that the thing is the thing is we have a process that's on a honor system right now yeah and there's nothing that says you have to follow that system. And right. this was the first president that said, you know, I'm not going to follow that system because yeah, well, it, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, well, we're going to see who and when that system is going to be abided by because come January 20th, I fully believe he's going to leave office. Well, well, go ahead. What, you mean like resign? No, not resign. He's going to... You mean he's going to be carted out? By hook or by crook, that <laughs> dude is out. Officially by the Constitution, he's done. That's it. Right. Sworn in or not. Yeah. So just, how he wants to leave might be dictated by him, but he's going to leave. But he's going to leave. Yeah, he's going to I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I got to have saying, that faith. What because I'm if saying we don't is, have that faith, then America is not the America that America has been building towards ever since. America hasn't America. been that America for a long time. Well, I'm just saying ideologically. That's right. what America is about, right? The 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 peaceful transition, transition of power, power. That's what I'm saying. you hear yeah. this in the media all the time That's whether it's fox herself. news whether it's uh you know uh, uh msnbc and i'm trying to get the extremes of both right. sides they always say america's about that peaceful transition of power so that's why i have to say it's going to happen by hook or by crook because if it doesn't then by their own definition and by their own ideology on both sides of the aisle no, america's not america it has to or or the whole experiment falls flat right on its face it immediately. Yes. More so than the, you know, racial injustice. Yes. More so than yes. how the treatment of immigrants and, and print uh, other principles. That's a fail this full stop. Full stop yeah. fail. You game over. Yes. We're called Smush America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do you live? I live in the United Schmitch of America. You just can't be it. It yeah. can't be it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I don't believe it's going to happen. I got to have that faith because if we don't have that faith, then we don't have anything else in terms of America being America anymore. So well, one of the things that I thought was always a part of America is no one is above the law, and now you have this. I am above the law. Now you have this president saying he can't be charged. Like, come on. Yeah, um, that's something that definitely has to be talked about, maybe litigated a little bit more. Uh, there's, you know, there's no you way. can't go off of just somebody writing a memo who's in a cabinet position saying this is this is how it's going to be, Let's and think, that, and and made it so. Let's think about it. What's the what's going to stop the next? president who decides to break the law you're yeah. gonna break the law the day after he gets sworn yeah. in be like oh i got four years yeah. what, are you, what, are you what are you gonna do? do what are you gonna do he's gonna it's gonna escalate yeah, yeah. this is gonna be robbing banks in no time <laughs> so <laughs> you crazy so after hearing about the negative side what are, what are your thoughts about the other side of this this election the 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 potential well the the president-elect and the vice president-elect the history that was made you know, I did stay talking about Kamala Harris's Indian side, but 
I and I want to big up the <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> side. You don't know that already, Bridget. Please. Please. Yeah. Seriously, though, um, I mean, it's it's this, it's a similar story to the Barack Obama story. It's the immigrants who come to America uh, looking for a better life. It's for their themselves and then mostly their children. It's, you know, being able to uh, climb that ladder of success, climb that ladder of power, climb that ladder of understanding and trying to make things better. So, you know, to me, that is, is historical, not only that it's a woman that is historical in and of itself, but that is a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many, uh, you know, you ever see these, these memes where they're quadrants and people are placed in upper left, upper right, bottom left, bottom right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, the black woman is on the lower quadrant of most of these memes. Mm-hmm. And for her to ascend to vice president elect of the United States to be vice president of the United States is yeah. historic and, it's something to be talked about and proud of, I think. Cool. I, I I'm interested to see what um what her goal is gonna be. You know, like how they set a goal for the vice president or yeah. no, goal is goal the right word? Uh, agenda. Like an agenda, agenda yeah. that the that the vice president mm-hmm. solely right. Because I think it's gonna be criminal justice. Because mm. that's kind of where she was arcing in in California. Yeah. Right. As a wasn't she AG? Yep. Yeah. She's AG. That's how she she was friends with Bo Biden. Right. Joe Biden's son, mm. who was the AG of Delaware. That's how she met Joe. That's how they started their relationship. Even though during the primaries, at least the first debate, they were what made the news was their, politics. their back, back and, and forth. forth. <laughs> right, right. But, politics. Yeah. Uh I think that um Yeah, man. History's made. I, I think it's interesting because um I know for me, I was always if if a liberal party if the if the more if the liberal party did not have a woman in office first i thought that would look bad so for example if sarah palin would have become the first woman vice president yeah. I, that would have just been a bad mark <laughs> yeah. not only for the nation i believe and we would have been in serious trouble but i'm just saying just the look of it it would have looked can bad we, can we just talk about how the hell she got picked for that <laughs> nah i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about that no because the tea party was making their reigns and it was optics it yeah and the mccain the mccain party just said at the bottom of the ticket, how can we get we the gotta most make, votes? Yeah, we got to make them happy we on this conservative happy, ticket. Yeah. But yeah, but no, nah, no, nah, we can't focus on Palin today, man. No, nah, man. <laughs> like, so no, nah, man, let her go, man. She's done. No, 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 no. It couldn't Sometimes have been policy. No, nah, it definitely be, it's it was just the not. The fact that she looked all right, right? It was that she was a woman who was conservative, and it made the the ticket almost look progressive in the sense of hey, the Democratic Party got a black guy. But we got a woman, right? So it What's was up? like it was, it was like trying to play off on uh, both of those sensibilities. Oh uh, yeah, like divide the minority. Yeah, but come on, man, no more. We can't focus on Palin now. Come on, let it go. Man. <laughs> Just saying. Man. So it, it makes you wonder. So yeah. So for me, my 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 thinking process is the optic would have been bad for a li- a more liberal progressive party like the Democratic Party if a woman was successful on the other ticket on the more conservative ticket right well wasn't the first the first was geraldine Dem- ferraro yeah. ferraro she was a democrat yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, under walter mondale yep. and then hillary clinton tried yep. but nobody's won but i'm i'm glad that the first successful right one as far as a woman uh, achieving this level uh um came on a more liberal ticket um 
but you know. Uh, Are they though? Huh? Yeah, that's 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 well, my that's a little no, bit no 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 no. Come on, man. I mean, the Democratic the Democratic platform. Now you know I'm harder than anybody else on the Democratic Party since they not. I mean, I'm not. They not. The, they're not as liberal or progressive as they can be, but they're definitely more liberal and progressive than the Republican Party at this stage in history. Well, that well, don't I mean, count. This, this brings us back to the <laughs> oh, man. Are we going front right now? That this, don't they, count. They, they, they are. I would agree with you, but this brings us back to the question that I was having in the primary. What you drinking? What over? happened? I'm just saying, more liberal than the Republican Party. That's not tough. I didn't say it was tough, but I'm saying you said, are they really? I don't want to front and act I mean, like they, they're not the same as the Republican Party. <laughs> they, we can't we can't go like that. But this goes back to the primary question. Like what what was the switch? We were they were the, the primaries were super liberal. Right. They were looking at Bernie. They were looking at Yang. And then all of a sudden it went more conservative. It started with Buttigieg and then and then, uh, you know, Joe took over and it got to the more conservative side of the Democratic because Party. The, How did that? What happened? Because then? the belief is the and I still want to go back to Kamala, Kamala Harris, man, at some point. But the belief is to win a general election, you have to be cent- more centrist than extreme, per se. That is the general belief. I don't know if I necessarily believe yeah. that, but that is the general strategy that you have to run general campaigns more to the center than more to the left. So, right, you get more people. You get more that people undecided. Right, right, right. That that is that's the general strategy. Right, or else um, you get people screaming socialism. But on is that one the side. case even anymore? Because would you? So at the. At the point of the 2016 election, mm-hmm. would you consider Trump a centrist? Obviously, no. now I don't think you would consider him a centrist. No, he was never. No, only works he was, yeah, he was never a centrist. So you only can be a centrist if you're a Democrat. No, 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 no. Kasich, Kasich is a, a is an example of a centrist Republican. Right. Yeah. But he ain't win shit. No, no, no. I'm just saying. You said, can you only you can no, you only, to be successful is what I mean. Oh well, he was a governor. I mean, you mean on a on, on a presidential level? You mean? Yeah, yeah 2016. Oh, no. I ain't talking about no governor race. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know if we've seen a centrist because if you look at it on the Republican <laughs> side in the 2016 primaries, everybody on that ticket was mad centrist except for Trump. Uh, I don't know if they were mad centrist, but Trump. Trump was the, more of a populist. Trump's appeal was that he was able to say at the time of 216, I'm, I'm an outsider. outsider but, that but not is, only that not only that he's that an outsider. Extreme side. Not yeah, but not only no, well, I don't know if it's extreme. It's it's a populist thing. Not I'm okay, I'm an outsider, right. but also he was saying, Hey white man, you are the forgotten person yes, in the last yes, eight he was. years. Yes, he was. And I'm going to make sure you're not forgotten. I'm going to bring you back in. And I think the other, what made his uh, campaign different than the others in 2016 was that he was a populist. He was talking about that forgotten white man, even though he did absolutely nothing for them. Yeah. He was talking about doing something. He no, made no, them angry. No, he bankrupted some of them. And he made them angry. And made them angry to the point they're like, yeah, he's at least talking to us. Right. And they, they were- right tricked into believing well if he's talking to us he's must gonna do something for right, us so let's give us his, let's give him yeah. our money and what the republican party <laughs> normally does is they, they take my money they don't talk <laughs> they don't have populist attitudes that traditionally right. they don't have populist attitudes but all that to say i think the moment that we're in as far as the vice president-elect kamala harris i think it's unique i think 
I think we're looking at our first woman president, y'all. This is what I think is this is what I think the setup is. I definitely don't think Joe Biden is going trying to Run do this for two term. terms. He's yeah. not trying to do this for two yeah, terms. Yeah, that's the, I think that's a the thought in this uh, whole election that he's right. going to be a one-term president. I think she's more of a I'm sorry, I'll let you go, but I I think she's more of a transitional. Well, that's what I'm character. saying. She I think he's going to get his four years. She's going to get at least four years. No. I don't and here's what I'm saying. It my man is going to be 78 when he takes office. Takes office. Yeah. Before Trump, <laughs> Trump used to be the oldest he, even when he was sworn in at 70 right before him it was ronald reagan who was 69 right but now we got biden who's going to be 68 70 I'm, I'm sorry 78 78 78 hey, years old that means record. after when his first time is done he's going to be 82 yo if 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 he's still able to i don't think together. even if he's still together he's i'm already losing it. even if he's if he gets Facts. it together i think 82, I don't want to do this for four more years. Because you're already aging faster. I don't than, want him to do it for four neither, more years. Me neither. Me neither. But what I'm saying is, when I look at strategically what's happening here, yeah. I think Kamala Harris is going to be the first Madam President. And I think because of that- Kamala. Sh- what did I say? Kamala. Damn, well, then that's what white folks do. I'm sorry, yo. You know I, I, I'm, I don't want to do that. Kamala Harris. Are you a white folk? No, but th- <laughs> well, that's how white folks are with her name. Is it Kamala? A Kamala? It looks like Pamela just with a K. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm. You didn't hear all this before? Okay, never, no, mind. never heard. Oh, I heard all that. That's, that's why I'm, so, I'm no, I'm so mad I messed it up. So <laughs> Kamala Harris is going to play a unique role as vice president. That's no. Kamala. But that's, that's just, <laughs> oh, yo, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, got him. Yeah. She's gonna play a unique role <laughs> as vice president, and I'm saying that to say he is going to. What I believe, he who? Biden, okay. Biden will give some leeway to her that may not have been traditionally available to a traditional vice. President. So you're saying she's gonna get a larger role, uh, a more important vice presidential role than past vice presidents yeah. you think and i think you know vice presidents yeah vice presidents are always one heartbeat away but i'm thinking like th- there's going to be a, a serious intention to g- make her more aware and and involve her more in in, in certain situations well, i hope so. i hope that did, didn't you guys see that trump gave pence he was lead of the pandemic response yeah yeah, yeah but that's one aspect that doesn't happen i mean obama gave a uh, a uh, uh, biden it was something was it a cancer response? He gave him some duty where he had Biden on top of uh, as head of this, re, you know, something as well. That's that's traditional. But what I'm saying is that's going to happen for for a vice president elect uh, uh, um, Harris as well. But I'm saying behind closed doors, things that we may not be privy. She is going to be prepped to take this mantle, even though we know that's what your job is as vice president. Be ready at all times. You're saying it, there's going to be a conscious. Yeah, there's going to be a conscious attempt. This is just my belief, because I think you have to if, if you're being sworn in as the oldest president in history. Yeah, you definitely have. There's going to be a conscious attempt to make sure that she. But I think she has to be transitional, too. She can't be like the recipient and and feel like she's going to just embody the entire uh, movement, right? I think she has to be transitional because one, she's no, 
I mean, she's not old, but she's no spring chicken either. And there are other voices in the Democratic Party and on the liberal side of the oh, Democratic yeah. Party that are younger and more progressive than she has been. Because there are some marks against her that people Definitely. will call out based off of her role as AG of, of California, right? And so, and so again, it was, it's, it's always a transition. It, it happened with President Obama where he came out in favor of gay marriage where in the first term he really wasn't because he, he kind of couldn't. He came out because Biden pushed him out. Right, right. But he kind of couldn't because right. that's not where the country was at that point, mm -hmm. right? And it, and it leaned a little more, more liberal in his second term and so therefore he was able to do away with uh, some of those restrictions. I think this same transition has to happen with her because we have other voices that are more liberal. Yeah, but she, we have the Stacey Abrams of the world that are really pushing the agenda. I mean, when you can turn Georgia of all places. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have the AOCs. You have the Elon Omars. And but they're not going to they're not going to be they're not able to usurp Harris right now just because of the, they're not, not. But what I'm saying is she has to be transitional to these other oh, thought leaders she in still the space. I'm yeah. just talking about her. Right, right. I, I'm just speaking about her as being present, meaning well, as much as I love Abrams, as much as I love AOC, whoever Harris is going to be. She's in the space to be yeah. the president yeah. now. Yeah. She's got to work with all these. But I'm just saying the way the mechanisms go, just like Biden, if Biden wasn't vice president to Obama, you don't think he would have won this one. No, he wouldn't have won because he, he could he run. couldn't he could not have ran on his record as a as senator. A senator yeah. It was a lot of problems. Yeah. It was the mere fact that he was a vice president. Okay, we got some comfortability with that. So I'm saying the same thing with Harris. Like she was a senator. I don't know if she even did she she even finish her first term as a senator? I don't know if she was a I'm senator sure. for six years yet. But all that to say is by being placed as vice president, she's now that next one. And right. and I tell you what yeah. though, she's she's now in a real good position because even with all of the mess with the transition, you got Joe Biden who's been in the Senate, what, almost 50 47 years. And this but, is his third run for president, isn't it? Yeah. So he's been in there 47 years. He knows the ins and the outs. He was a vice president for eight years mm -hmm. recently. So, I mean, it really sets her up for this role. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And this is, if there's if there had to be any gap in the transition like we're having now yeah. you would rather it happen to somebody who at least was a vice president he, like he was a vice president for eight years yeah he's so been in like, the role yeah like he's he, seen he, what's going on he's familiar with some things the machinations and a tough, and a the tough, machinations. A yeah, tough vice president yeah. right, right, so right. he's been in that role it would have been a lot harder had let's say harris been the, the president like the top of the ticket right? yeah and she never had right. any experience and right. then trump pulls this it would have been a lot more detrimental but Harris? Oh no, she might have had to pull him for vice president just for the, the experience. I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> Biden wouldn't. Have won, I don't think he would have won without the excitement that Harris brought to the ticket. I'm not saying she excites me. I got issues with her. Yeah, but I'm saying by putting by putting a black woman on the ticket, Biden knew he was going to energize. Well, I mean, folks. she came after him. Yeah. In those debates, in, a, yeah. in the primary debates about the busing. Her line about, I was that little girl yeah. about the busing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was an attack on Joe Biden. Yes, yes directly. That so, was the line of that, that, that night. So I think you're right. I think that he definitely pulled a lot of votes by naming her as the vice presidential nominee at that time. Yeah, and, and it had to be a black woman. It couldn't have been just a woman. If she's on his side, then she can't steal his lunch. 
<laughs> she stole his lunch that she, she but she lost lunch yeah, she, she lost had a good money. debate but she couldn't win she wasn't familiar enough or strong enough right. to win a primary right. she had that great line in the opening right um but somebody i forgot her name what's the the, the representative that was running but people started Kobe saying no 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 another woman i want to say she's from hawaii though people started saying oh, yeah. she was like a uh gabby uh this is not gabby um, gabby, um um, I know who you're talking about, but she she was a she was a veteran too. Yes, yeah, yeah. she pulled Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yes, she pulled. That's Gabby. Close enough. Close enough. She pulled Harris's <laughs> card about her AG record on criminalizing yeah. black men. She yep. did that in a debate, yep. and Harris ain't have no response. I was waiting. How you respond? To yeah, that. and that's yeah. the problems that I was talking about mm -hmm. that I had with with what you know her record as an AG in, in California. Yeah, man, but. I, I think that she's going to be the first woman president, and I think it serves America right. I mean, I'm happy, but I, no. White women, y'all voted for Trump 55%, and I ain't going to forget that. Well, in this last one or In this election, this election, he increased his vote with white women. Yeah. I think it's all based off of fear, man. We talked about this a lot of times on this podcast where people can get other people to do stuff when they're fearful. Yeah, of all the time. Detrimental happened to them, and that's what he runs off of his fear, man. That's his gas. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what we saw. We were talking about before this podcast how we saw, you know, high school friend or associate, however you want to refer to them, you know, making a lot of uninformed statements in support of Trump, <laughs> and it's like, yo, that's that whole. And if you got you guys know, I sent it to y'all. The whole statement was just based in fear. Yeah. Our gas prices are going to go up. Yeah. I mean, how ridiculous and out of left field can you be? <laughs> what what, else what information did you get that our gas it prices was, was it, going up? It was straight up. Yeah. Like, it was just fear mongering. Yeah. Gas, what else did the gas the same prices? thing as when, when Joe is, is going to take over. Or He's going to allow if sodomy. Stock, the if stock market is going to go down. Yeah, if he gets yeah. elected. Yeah. Yeah. Sodomy but did you see that? The, the whole, stock market. He will allow <laughs> sodomy. I'm like, what, what is going on sodomy in Sodomy of the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But I was like, what's going on in this post? Yeah. And I just simply had to be like, yo, this is one of the most uninformed <laughs> Post I've ever seen. Like you couldn't even talk to the individual points because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, and I was just so yeah. disappointed that, like, <laughs> yo, we went to the same high school, but that's just proof we weren't from the same hood. Damn. Listen, man, you can't. It's it's, it's your it's, pale ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh man. Damn. And then not only that, but you see other folks of it for me. I'm seeing other folks who are more reasonable than that post. But other folks that I grew up with, like I see them, they're pro Trump. And yeah. it just makes me feel like, well, damn, dog. Yeah. Like this whole time. Yo, <laughs> I thought we was cool. Like But this is what you spoke about earlier. He yeah. spoke to their fears of being forgotten. And when you can make somebody feel important and remember they got your back bro through a lot of stuff you can do a lot of foul shit and they'll still fuck with you and it's because <laughs> what he does exactly what he does because white men specifically are not used to feeling forgotten about the one three seconds if they're forgotten about for yeah. three seconds they start having a meltdown that's what a lot of people are saying it's like we start talking about the plight of people who've been in this country as long if not longer than the the white man mm -hmm. right and and all of a sudden they felt forgotten about 
And now they have to, there's some backlash against that. Yeah. And and that that's a problem. And in 2050, you may be forgotten about more than you intended for cuz isn't that when white folks are supposed to be minorities? Uh somewhere around 2050. There, I'm not sure. I heard there's like this rule out there, 2050. Like everybody's working for 2050 cuz in 2050 there'll be no majority race in this country, meaning everybody will be under 50%. Everybody's gonna be beige. Well, no, 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 no. That probably, you know what I mean. But, but no, no. But if you look at commercials nowadays, oh, everybody's oh, you gotta, beige you gotta on commercials. Be as culturally ambiguous. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. I straight it seen a commercial. I meant to write it down. I wish uh, next time I see, it, I'm gonna write it down. I seen a commercial where the family is not even of the same race. <laughs> <laughs> but the commercial it's like the mom was one hey, thing the dad hey, they could be a family no, no you're right what Don't I meant was, them. what I meant was <laughs> it was so obvious that the intent was to get as many United Colors of Benetton yes man <laughs> and y'all it was and I was like so wait a minute y'all a blended family or y'all saying this is just you know yeah, yeah, this is yeah. where y'all, the kids stay on the weekends yes the answer is yes well that's the point is yeah. that everybody's gonna be of one you know, homogenous type <laughs> color, and that's what you know where we're going in 2050. You saying white people are going to be in the minority, yeah. right? This country's going to be beige at that point. Yeah, 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 another minority. But yeah. that that it, let me tell you this. Oh, do I want to go here? Nope. Uh, I'll save it for the next one. They don't. White people are moving in a way that they don't want that to happen. This is where all this policy and stuff is. They don't want to do that. They well, let's be clear. We're talking about people who are afraid. Yeah. We're not talking about progressives who understand and under, and see the plight of people and say, yes, we got to do away with these things. We're not talking about people who are more progressive in their thought stream and say, you know, equality for all and 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 let's move in that direction. We're talking about those stuck in the mud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those who don't want to see those changes, those who we're talking about who feel some type of way because they're not. The the the, shot, the spotlight has been taken off of them for two seconds. But you know what Trump did for me though? Helped me realize a lot more people are stuck in the mud than I thought. Well, I mean, there's a lot of areas, right? When you talk about anti-vaxxers, when you talk about you know conservatives, when you talk about anti-science, anti-science. I mean, when people saw, can come out and say the Earth is flat, bro. I saw something today. It was it. They don't want to be. They didn't want to be identified as a flat earther. They said they wanted to be called a planar. <laughs> a what? A, pl- a planar enthusiast. <laughs> a pl- planar geologist or oh, something oh like that. Gosh. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, all the science that has come about from the last several centuries mm-hmm. of, of, of existence, they're just throwing away. So you, you definitely, I think you're seeing... You know, you're able to separate and say, ah, yeah, I see you now. I see who you are, you know. But part of it, too, is not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. right? I think, and I think this is kind of what the um, acceptance, I don't know if you, what do you call it when, when they won the nomination, the or not the nomination, when they won the presidency, what do you call that? President kind of speech. Yeah, uh, no, no, but what kind of speech was that that he gave, right? Acceptance? Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that. You know the speech yeah, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he was getting at. Is that we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because these are still Americans. These are people who still are trying to work and put food on the table for their family. These are people who uh, still contribute to uh, society. These are people who are still going to vote. You know, however they do, however they do, they do. Right. They still exist. Right. And even if they are on the on the receiving end of the need. 
they still part of the country. That's part of what this country is about. Yeah. Those who have give and those who need can receive. And then it flips over lifetimes because, you know, you know, circumstances. Yeah. So I think that's the conciliatory tone that he was going for. But I think it was a little bit. Pre- I don't know. It's just difficult because I don't want to see criminals walk away unprosecuted. And I feel like there's some criminals who need to be prosecuted in this administration. And I feel like that we're going in that old vein of doing things where we got to have the country heal and let's move on for it. So, you know, when Nixon so like was pardoned. So, like, he'll pardon yeah, Trump as yeah, a part of that kind Yeah, but of that's stuff. great. He can pardon him great for state crimes that. But, you know, you can't pardon him for state. I mean, he can pardon him for federal crimes, but he can't pardon him for state crimes. Yeah, no, I understand. But but the whole, you know, and maybe it's a, a, a strategy, too, to say that he's going to pardon, but knows that he's going to be prosecuted for state crimes. But, I mean, even that sentiment is offensive to a lot of the people who got him in office. Yeah. And that's why AOC, I think, is coming out now oh, yeah. and talking about what she's talking about. Yeah, I think it's warranted too. I, I I don't I don't like this whole idea that you could be a you can abuse the system for four years, um and you could take advantage of that system for your personal benefit. And then right and off then into wa- the sunset. And then walk away yeah. because I because I won an election. Right. I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. And I think we need to have more accountability on whichever side. Yeah. Matter of fact, I want Ollie, Ollie North re-prosecuted. You can't be selling missiles, dog, and everything be all right. <laughs> you got to go to jail for that. You can't be selling missiles to, you know, quote unquote our enemies. Yeah, that shit is not cool. It's not cool, man. <laughs> So you and Reagan. <laughs> to bring it on a lighter note. Word uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why you miss Yo, what do you think? I mean, let's this is just, you know, speculative. what's that word? Speculatory? Oh, being speculative. whatever. Um speculative English. <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> speculatory is a word. Yeah. Speculatory is a word. And just this past week, <laughs> irregardless became a word in the dictionary. You could take your ass to the store. Yeah, I'm just telling you, 2020. I'm just telling you, record as the worst year ever. I'm just telling y'all, it became a word. But um, you go ahead and use it if you want to. Yeah, catch uh, my ass using that word. I'm gonna use it irregardless of how y'all feel. <laughs> I think we got to break up. <laughs> irregardless of how y'all feel, but um. Yeah, so what what in your mind what do you think would be uh a, the biggest difference between the last 4 years and the next 4 years what could in your mind what do you think would be the potential big big difference biggest difference um truth <laughs> i think i think it's going to be the biggest difference you're not expecting to be lied to every day mm Yeah, I think people are not going to be on the edge of their seats to see what the president has tweeted. Like, I mean, that's so juvenile to me. You Mm. know what I'm saying? And I think the the biggest difference, good, bad, or indifferent, the biggest difference is going to be a return to a presidential, a statesman president. That's going to be the biggest thing. It's going to be boring, and that's going to be exciting. Right. I heard somebody say the new exciting is boring mm. yeah the, uh, the new extraordinary yeah. normalcy i right. think was the new time. extraordinary is being normal mm. right like that's 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 yeah, just to in. see people not fired via twitter mm. 
like mm. department positions yeah, fired yeah, yeah, yeah. on cabinet Twitter. positions being yeah. fired by Twitter. Yeah. No, no, no. I think normalcy, I think the return to normalcy is going to be the most shocking thing. Mm. And I don't think people are going to know what to do with it. They're going to have time to kind of do their thing, figure mm. out their own life and not be mad mm-hmm. all the time. I hope. Right. You know, we could, they could, you know, those on the other side who are extreme can go into uh, these enclaves and these cultish type behaviors and just become super extreme. I mean, that kind of happened with the Tea Party when yeah. President Obama was in office. And I just, I think Trump was like the fulfillment of the Tea Party, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm. His administration, his way of governing, who he catered to. Yeah, outsider. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's who he was. It's not. But you know, I felt it, like it was a, a a takeover. I felt like these weren't. I think like ideologically, tea. he was the embodiment of their mm. of what yeah. they wanted. I don't think realistically he was, but mm. ideologically he was. I feel like tea when when you say tea party to me, I feel like they're most likely had graduated high school, probably did some years of college. But if you say like a MAGA crowd, mm. like I know there are some that are well educated but they don't come across to me that way they don't come across as educated people because they were so easily so easily tricked i'd I'd venture to say that the MAGA crowd is more educated than the tea party crowd Mm. i think because of the fear that he was able to pounce on Mm. uh, you know that's a base instinct right there and people will identify with somebody who's protectionist against their fears regardless of their state regardless of their stature and their educational, you know, understanding or whatever. I I think he had a more educated crowd. I you know, and it's probably anecdotal, but I, you I know, find that hard. To, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 hard I work with people. Head. No, I work with people who are, you know, my bosses are in a good station in life, right? Mm-hmm. And they have friends who are just, you know, they they even tell me stories about it that their friends are great people. They are giving people, they're funny, they have dinner with these people on a regular basis. But then when it comes to politics, they're all the way Trump. And he and they can't reconcile. They can't understand how can they be these great people in all these other aspects of their life and be for Trump. Tax breaks. Well, because, <laughs> no, no, I think it's ideological. Well, I think it's the fear-based stuff. Well, see, I, I think what makes, because here's what I did recognize. A wealthy white man and a poor white man both were supporting trump and i'm just that amazed me like yeah what that's What's, why i'm saying it's not no, know, about monetary situation no i get i i'm thinking they just have different reasons i think the the rich guy supports trump because of what trump has been able to do as far as tax breaks and money and all that and he might i even think the wealthy guy he might say oh man that's a damn shame that you're separating kids at the border. It's a shame that you do this, do that. But look, man, I got more money in my check. Yeah, I think that's why the wealthy guy, the the the, the poor white guy, stopping Muslims. Yeah, you mm. got to stop the Muslims from coming stopping into our country. Mexicans. Stop the Mexicans from taking our jobs. Blah 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 blah. And 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 again, Trump embodies that for them. So you, he was able to play on both of these fears even though their interests don't align don't align at all at all at all so yeah man i mean depending on which guy in the MAGA crowd you talk to because i talk to some that i'm like damn bro read a book man and then you talk to others that i'm sitting there like 
really? So that's I have more of an issue with the one who's going to support Trump for the tax break. But Agreed. I'm like, yo, he's separating children from the like children right now are, are, are locked up and they'll never be with their parents because we as a nation, we lost them. We lost yeah, where their parents, 542 or something like that. No, we lost them. So these kids potentially will never see their parents again. And we lost them on our watch. Like we weren't even organized in the deportation. Like that's cool. Oh, okay. That's, that's all right with you. Like, I think every Trump supporter, I think they're all racist. That's me. But if uh, some people ain't willing to go that far. So, okay. So I feel like if you're not, if you're a Trump supporter and you're not a racist, you're at least at the point where you can say, Racism can be a, an acceptable okay. byproduct. Yeah. yeah, you can look over the racism yeah. to address. It don't bother them. Yeah, to address some other issue. But to me, I'm like, if you can look over the racism, that to me, well, in I fact, mean, the, <laughs> because because you look at it and you're like, what is Trump doing for you, especially for the poor white guy, right? Mm-hmm. What is Trump doing for you other than you know talking to your primal fears? That's it. He's not doing anything just being economically for you. He's not doing anything socially for you. Right. And obviously he's not doing anything politically for you. So what is it that separates him from the other people that really speaks to you? And you can only land on these isms, racism, classism, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Right. So I could agree that it's those baser fears that we're going to be forgotten about. So the other is now more important than us than than we have been for you know, generations in this society. I got an interesting question for you, Weldon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, let me see if I can answer it, bro. Traditionally. Traditionally. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, regardless. Regardless. <laughs> uh, religious people. I, I, I guess maybe more um, white religious people than black religious people, but white religious people vote Republican or conservative and mostly based off of the abortion thing, right? The abortion. That's what I would think, yeah. Right. right. As a minister, as a pastor, mm-hmm. where do you sit in terms of the importance? Because I thought about this myself and I can say, all right, let me try to uh, get some understanding of how they come to this decision that they're going to vote for somebody based off of this one issue. Right. And I can see it. Right. All right. So one, you know, abortion is murdering a child if that's what they believe mm-hmm. if murder is one of the main sins against god then that trumps no pun intended the law of the land the law of god trumps the law of the land and therefore if i believe in this religion i follow this religion this is what i i can't stand or stand for and so therefore i have to vote who you know these one uh, uh, these people who vote on just one subject, I can't stand for abortion. Therefore, I must vote for those who are anti-abortion. I know people who are close to me who vote that way. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I'm glad you asked me that. And what, what I'm pulling up, maybe we'll we'll play a little bit later. Actually, two Sundays ago, the Sunday before the election, I talk about I talked about some of the issues I have with conservative evangelicals that they have co-opted what I believe pro-life means. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I said that there's a difference. Many of them I don't think are pro-life. I just think they're pro-birth. Yes. Whereas pro-life is you want to make sure that any child who's brought into this world can survive, can thrive, can have the things necessary to, to survive and compete if necessary, but have the, the things necessary to thrive and survive in this world. Whereas if you're talking about pro-birth, you're just concerned about a child getting here, but not 
anything. really being yeah. concerned about anything. them living they're, here. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, them living and surviving here. Right. Uh, so for me, if you're pro-life, you're fighting for the things that say all children are equal. All children deserve to have a, a fair footing so that if you believe in competition per se, at least everybody should have an equal starting point. And then we'll see who's the who rises to the top per se. But for me, I I, I think certain terms have been co-opted. I, I'm I'm pro-life, but pro-life in the sense that any child who's brought into this world, they should be able to survive and thrive. So we should be fighting for a system mm. that ensures children can survive and thrive. Now, when you're talking about the abortion question. I also, I don't believe anybody in their right mind, let me not say in their right mind, I don't believe anybody is pro-abortion. Just like I was saying, I don't think they were pro-life. Nobody's pro-abortion. I think the argument is being pro-choice, mm -hmm. and that also that argument stems from women feeling like their body is being legislated over by men mm -hmm. who would not have situations about their body Be legislated. legislated over, especially by women. Right. And so I think that the the argument goes a little bit deeper, but I don't think anyone in their hearts of hearts is pro-abortion. I think there are people who are pro-choice. I think they're because my thing is, if you're not if you don't, we don't live in a you going to ban sex. Right. I mean, we don't live in we live in a society well, that's they, so they tried. They tried. But that fails. But our society is hypersexual. Everything right. sex sells everything. Right. So, I mean, if you really want to ban sex, you got to talk about just the essence of how you live in this society in yeah. which you accentuate and highlight but if you are if you really are not for abortions then why are you making it hard for women to receive contraceptives right. why are you making it hard for preventative measures we know that the best form of that of birth control is abstinence but i mean are you going really is that realistic yeah especially when you got men out here poking h in everything are we going to really get mad if a woman wants to have sex so let's have preventative measures so for me I think the whole argument about the way that conservative evangelicals have positioned the argument, I think it's steeped in a false sense of superiority or patriarchy. Yeah. And I also think it's steeped in some level of racism because usually when they argue about abortion or that, they point to people of color and black folks. Uh, but it, it's deeper than that. You got to look at the societal conditions. Yeah. And that's that. So, yeah, that's a great answer. I appreciate that answer. And I think that's one of the things that we definitely have to talk about in terms of single issue voters, because there's yeah. a significant cadre of single issue voters, especially abortion voters. Mm -hmm. And if they can be, if they can understand that it's not just about that and they have to consider these other things well, about people who are actually out. living in the society, you come to find out the most of the uh Republican senators or congressmen are hypocrites about it yeah. because yeah. the amount of out of wedlock babies that they have had aborted again, in like goes, the past 16 goes, years. It is goes a back ridiculous. to the judge you for your actions and yeah. me for my intentions. Exactly. Right. And so, they're, they're the ones. Look at it. Who are the ones hiring undocumented workers? Yeah, it ain't working folks. class folks. It's rich folks. It's rich folks who vote right. conservative. Right. They're the ones hiring undocumented workers right. which in the mind of some poor folks the ones that are taking our jobs right. well the ones who are giving it to them are not other working folks <laughs> or voting the same as you yeah, yeah. so yeah. no I, it, that's a good uh, parallel to mm -hmm. the abortion thing because mm -hmm. it's again 
what's your interest and are mm-hmm. you voting in your interest? Yeah. And I think that goes back to this election and Trump in general. And we got to start educating people about what their interests are and, and mm-hmm. getting them to vote for their interests. Because yeah. then that sways in the general term in the in the in the way of progressivism and making sure that we look at the issue for what it is. So, for instance, this pro-life versus pro-abortion, I think those are pro-choice, um, pro-choice. Well, pro-choice is what it actually is. But I'm saying the way people frame the right. argument is right. it really should be. I mean, they use terminology, they use terminology that, that I don't think is necessarily indicative of the actual yeah, position and fair. Right. So mm-hmm. you like who would be arguing against choice? But, you know, well, we think if you're saying pro-choice, you mean pro-abortion. No, we're saying pro-choice, which, again, I don't want to get into it. But, again, it means something totally different. And I think the way that white evangelicals have co-opted the term pro-life, they're not pro-life at all, man. They're pro-birth, but they're not pro-life. They're not about creating systems that ensure quality of life for any child who gets to this. Way. Which is more progressive than yeah. conservative. And that's the point that I was trying to make is that what's up is down it seems but i make the argument to a lot of these conservative preachers i'm like i'm pro-life but then i explain what it means because i know they're going to run with that term mm-hmm. i'm like no i'm pro-life i'm pro- i hit them with the, i'm pro-life and pro-choice they're like well how can you be mm-hmm. we'll sit down let's talk let me t- let me explain how i'm pro-life and pro-choice yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well you know given that we are where we are uh, yeah man we're in a weird situation where we have a president and we have a president-elect and we have, what you say, 71 days until we days. see this transition of power, if it's going to be one of those smooth transitions of power, or if it's not. Yeah. Yo, cheers. If I was throwing up. I just realized I had an empty can. Cheers to the next four years, man. Let's yeah, see man. what's going on. Congrats cheers. to cheers. the elects, and let's get it. Hey, let's get it, yo. Hey, man, where, where where can people reach us if they got any questions, comments, suggestions? Where can they reach us? I think the first place they can reach us is Instagram, Come Three on. Kings Talk. And then Three we have Kings. our email address, Three Kings Talk, or Three Kings at ThreeKingsTalk.com. Yo, hit us up. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us an email. Give us a voicemail on the email, something so that we know you're listening. And we appreciate all those who are listening. Peace, Kings. Peace, Kings. Peace, Kings. Love you, bro.